Hello and welcome to the Bears and Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdslaw. Mr. Birdslaw, you get me for two weeks in a row. Get well soon, Jake. Yes. And yes. let's get into it. Hi, Adam. How are you? Oh, yeah. No, I'm just I'm just speeding through. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Um, so obviously we recorded the uh the World Cup show last night, based on talk podcast, brought that back from the grave. And um, one of the things that we um, talked about in that show was a, a certain a certain film, Adam. A certain film. Do you recall what this film was? Well, we talked about like five. So Yeah, but there was one film that started it all. What was the film that started the entire conversation? The film that started um, Casablanca. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Casablanca. I received a text message from someone who listens to that show. I have never seen Casablanca before I watched it last night. Revolutionary. Wow. It's a very succinct text. Listen, I'm not going to be the schmuck that says, I'm right about everything. That's not me. I'm very humble. Wait, what? I'm a very humble guy. Very, very, very humble guy. However, when it comes to my takes about cinema, I am right. Which leads me to my end point. Because I said it on last night's program for a distinct audience. And I'm saying it on this program for another distinct audience. Please, for the love of fuck, watch Casablanca. It truly is a revolutionary film. Incredible. Incredible film. Just will knock your socks off. And then watch Shawshank and then watch Revenge of the Sith. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Also watch The Godfather. Mm -hmm. Oh. And, and Godfather 2. Uh, you watch Godfather Part 2, Godfather Part 1, uh, that third one we don't talk about. What third one? Exactly. You exactly. know. Exactly. And and also, okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Adam, as we're on this discussion. And obviously, we're here for the week 11 preview, but we go off on tangents sometimes with, when meaningful conversations have to happen. See, you and Jake never go off on tangents. <clears throat> No, it's we only, don't because, because Jake. No, because Jake is a very forward, direct person. Jake doesn't have time for dilly dallying. <clears throat> Adam, since we talked about cinema, now we have, we have to talk about the black screen of death. What is your favorite television show that's out there right now? The black screen of death. Honestly, I mean, you say you my... say Black Mirror. I'm reaching through this. Goddamn screen! I'm choking you. No, I, I hate that show. Good, good. Black Mirror. Black Mirror is one bad, two creepy. Yeah, that show kind of freaked me out. Like, yeah, I, can, oh, big I, time. I physically like can't watch it because it's so freaky. Yeah, yeah. Neither can I. And yeah, it doesn't really not too many points in its favor. I was gonna say, you know, when I was in college, uh, one of my friends got me hooked on The Sopranos. And, you know, that's my probably my favorite show going right now. 
fantastic show. Yeah. It's a fantastic show. I got some shows for you, Adam. You ready? Yep. All right. We've talked about a few of these. The Wire. Have you seen The Wire? The Wire is also fantastic. The Wire is incredible. I haven't seen it all the way through. I've seen it for... Yeah. I'll tell you a story about The Wire. Thank you, Carlo Generali, by the way, for getting me hooked on The Wire. Yep. I I will say thank you to Carlo Generali. But... I first gave The Wire a chance. I didn't love it, but then I came back to it. I'm like, okay, I'll give this a try because everybody says it's like it's like the gold standard. The Wire is fucking incredible. The Wire is amazing. The Wire, great. I don't want to talk about specific seasons of television because if we were to talk about specific seasons, we can go off into just a tangent on all of its own. But True Detective Season 1 and Westworld Season 1 are fucking amazing. Common theme, all HBO. Because anything HBO puts out is just unbelievable. But yep. you want you want 20 episodes of truly golden television? True Detective Season 1, Westworld Season 1. Amazing. Uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I don't know. I don't know if you would love Yellowstone, Adam. I don't know if that's a you show. What's about history? I like I'm a history buff. Then you would like it. Then you would like it. Yeah, Yellowstone. Yellowstone is my shit. Yellowstone is my shit. It's like the old West, right? Uh, No, no. It's very it's very modern. Oh. It's very modern. Which which I love. Which I love. Then they have like all their spin-offs. So they have like 1882, which is um old old West, but I didn't love 1882 that much. That was, that was, that wasn't, I didn't jive with that. Um, and then succession. Yep. Love succession. Succession uh, is great. When I, when you, um, not, there was an episode of the mailbag where you made a succession reference and Jake didn't get it. I was like, oh my God, I cannot, I want to like reach into my, my headphones or reach into my phone and be like, you have to watch Succession. Just like tell Jake. Do, yeah. do you remember what the reference was at the top of your head? It was like a, it was like a Roy. It was like it was a Logan Roy pun or something. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so so you can you can fuck off. <laughs> this show is great. It's it's fantastic. It's such a good show. My favorite episode of that show is the. The Bachelor Party episode of season one. Yes, that's a great episode. When they uh, when they go when they go into the tunnels and yeah, Tom's Bachelor Party, it's fantastic. A great episode. My yeah. favorite, my favorite, I I would say. Well, when they go to Hungary, when they go to Hungary, that <laughs> is a great episode. So I can tell you a story about, about that one. So I was walking the official dog of the basement talk podcast fantasy show god rest her soul abby and Blessed memory amen to that walking her this is in the dead of winter and i remember going towards like where we live and where this was shot i'm obviously not going to say it because i don't need any strange people stalking me but walking past where this was shot and i just remember Wait, it was shot out on Long Island? Oh yeah. That's funny. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were at they were 
two minutes away from me. They were over at a Comset, uh, one of the parks that's out here. They're in New York City. They go out to the Hamptons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I know that. Well, so they're based in New York. I know that. Yeah, very like based in New York. But the, the show's based come... in New York. But I didn't know that. Like, a lot of their filming was done out on Long Island. Maybe like mm-hmm. something to see. Yeah, I will, yes. I'm interested to see that. It is, I believe, season two, episode three or four. I believe, cool. I believe. But I remember walking her in the middle of the winter, freezing, freezing my ass off, and all I remember is seeing just five Range Rovers in a row, just booking it down the street. I'm like, the fuck? What the fuck is that for? <laughs> and then I watched the show, and I saw it, and I'm like, god damn, I saw this get shot. <laughs> That's so cool. I saw this shit shot. And I, 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 and I remembered it. It was so vivid. To make I was like that was one of the weirdest things like I've ever seen. It was the same identical Range Rover back to back to back to back to back. And That's I was funny. I was thinking like I was thinking like oh someone importance here, but then I realized it was like oh they're fucking filming and it was Succession. That's cool. You know they do film a I think they film a lot of uh, things in the town that I grew up in just because it's so nice and bougie. Looking. That's the, that, that's what they do for the North Shore of Long Island. They use so many spots up here. It's it's stupid. Yeah. Because it, it's nice, bougie, by the water, and you have big-ass houses everywhere. It, it's very true. Like, so, we had, yeah. We had a house. We had, we had a house that is literally five minutes from us. Like a, It's like a $10 million house. Just stupid. Stupid, ridiculous. It was for sale. For sale. Nobody bought it because it was a $10, it was a $10 million house. I mean, who the fuck is $10 million bucks? That they're just going to go and, and, you know, drop on a house. That doesn't in, already have a $10 million house. Right. In, in Plainview, New York or in, in Woodbury, wherever. Um, Sands Point. And when they were trying to sell the house, CBS actually leased the house out for a month. So that way they could film um, Madam Secretary there. Really? Yes. Funny stuff. I think uh adam sandler and chris rock like spent a summer uh where i grew up like filming a movie or tv show or doing research or something huh yeah i'm not a i'm not a big adam sandler guy i mean i know we've we've talked about this i'm not i'm not a huge adam sandler guy but i am i am a i'm a big chris rock guy i think chris rock is very funny i'm more i'm a bigger fan of adam sandler's earlier work and that it's going to make cool. me sound really pretentious, but no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I like like that like Big Daddy, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, eight, I agree. Eight crazy, eight crazy nights. Yo, that's what. Yes. Oh, great shout out, Adam. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to shout You're out. Gaining some of, cinematic cred right now. You got to shout out members of the tribe. That is true. That is true. Shout out members of the fucking tribe. And hey, and hey, by the way. Just so everyone knows, before we get into the preview, because we probably spent 15 minutes talking about uh, these shows, um, I want to wish everyone out there a very happy um, American Indian Heritage Month. Oh, yeah. Happy American Indian Heritage Heritage Month to you, too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. My, pe- my people deserve recognition. Yeah. Well, not that tribe. The other That's not the tribe I was talking about when I said members of the tribe. I know. But- you were talking about your tribe. Yeah, the Israelites. I oh, I know. Okay. I know. Just oh, making I know. sure. I'm, I'm, you're talking about your tribe. I'm talking about my tribe. 
Okay, fair enough. The people, the people who founded this fucking place. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get into that. My tribe, as I'm looking at my Indian head. Anyway, there will be yeah. there will be a day, there will be a day where I, I I post I post a flick with the with the Indian head. There'll be a day. I feel like you should. It's it looks really nice. Maybe maybe one year maybe one year for Halloween. One year for Halloween, I'll get I'll get all dressed up in the Indian in the Indian garb, and I'll bring I'll carry my Indian head around. Me. Go for it. I mean, I can do it. You're allowed to do it. I am allowed you're, to do it. Absolutely, are, no one can tell Native, me otherwise. You are Native American. You can totally yes, do it. I can do it. I can I can wear the headdress and everything. And if anybody wants to come at me for it, they can go fuck themselves. It's like if I wanted to dress up as a as a Hasidic Jew. For Hanukkah or for Halloween, I could do it. Correct. But if you were to put on a headdress or if I were to put on a yarmulke, that would be indecent. Well, if you put on a yarmulke, it's not that big of a deal. But if you had if you made it like a caricature, then. okay, yes. If I if I if I were to be dressed up as a Hasidic Jew. Yes. If if you were just normal and you just had a yarmulke on, nobody would be like, man, that's offensive. It would be just like, oh, that guy, that's just a Jewish guy. (laughs) Okay, fair. Yeah, fair. You can get away with it. Sure. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Me, I don't know if I could pull off being really, uh, really, really Jewish. I get, I get, I get told all the time that my alter ego is old lady from Brooklyn. Listen, there, are, there are Jews from all over the world of Absolutely. all different cultures. Absolutely. But also, we're not getting it. We're, yeah, they, there are, there are. But, but, and I, I'm touching this one lightly, and I can only say this because you are here to confirm or deny there is no, there is no bigger thing than a New York Jew. Well, yes. I mean, at least where, like, you know, where I grew up, it's a special breed. It's a, yeah. It's a special breed. It's a culture. I, I love them. I love them. I have, I have too many, too many good friends that, that are, that are New York Jewish and they are a fun time. It's great. Including I mean, yourself, Adam. Yes. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm really craving some Ben's right now, <laughs> to be honest with hey, you. Hey, you'll be, ho- you'll be home in two days, man. You'll be home in two days. First stop, you get home, get home, get off the flight from, from uh, Provo. It's from, well, from Salt Lake. From Salt and- Lake. Although Provo does have an airport and they do, they're like really expanding it. So maybe at some point. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd yeah, I think they, they might be adding a line to go to JFK Ooh, or LaGuardia, which that'd would be, be really fantastic. Nice. Yeah. I wouldn't have to drive. I wouldn't have to take an Uber for 40 minutes to go to Salt Lake. I could just go right to it'll be right in my backyard. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get off, get off the plane at JFK and, and be to uh, Mama Caster. Ma'am, let's go to the Holy Land. Take me to Ben's, baby. <sighs> Ben's is so nice. Oh, and I'm hungry, too. I, I, oh, my God. Talking about Jewish cuisine, my God, I would kill for a matzo ball soup right now. Oh my God, fuck! I'm I'm literally getting sent home with two boxes of kasha because you can't buy you can't buy that shit here. That's gorgeous. <laughs> that's gorgeous. And yeah, kasha is great, but kasha is amazing. It's my one of my favorite uh, Jewish delicacies is kasha. Anybody who's never had kasha, it's a, it goes hand in hand with Casablanca. You've never seen Casablanca. You've never had Kasha. Do yourself a favor. Have Kasha while you're watching Casablanca. And you know, if you're if you live out on Long Island, you can go to the store. You can get a, a box of Kasha, and you can make it yourself. And it's no, pretty it's easy. easy to do. Yeah, it's so easy to do. 
You just need like 50 onions. Right. Right. <laughs> that's a, that's a loose estimate. Probably seven, if you got a big bag, a couple big bags of them, they're probably seven, eight bucks. If that. Lo- loose estimate. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Kasha Varnish goes, oh, so good. Anyway, let's get into Thursday night. Talking about the this game. Uh, this Thursday night game has the potential to be, as you like to say, there's a wide range of outcomes of this Thursday night game between the Titans and the Packers. Yes. Um, and I know that you and Jake are probably going to talk about this or you and me, depending on how Jake's feeling. Um, are going to talk about this yeah, get in, well, buddy. in greater detail on the mailbag, but um, yeah. Like, what are you, what are you looking at for this game? Uh, this is the potentially a really interesting game considering how, Aaron Rodgers kind of looked against Dallas. He looked revitalized. I mean, granted, he owns the Dallas Cowboys. So like I said on last week's program, that is not a surprise at all that Aaron Rodgers threw a season high three touchdowns versus Dallas. Um, Aaron Rodgers is back to being a top 12 quarterback this week. I would start I would start him as such. Um, if you have him, if you have the running backs, obviously you're going to be starting uh, Aaron Jones. I would not be starting A.J. Dillon, however. Interesting uh, stat with the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have only allowed one rushing touchdown to a running back this year. Adam, can you tell me who the running back is? Oh, my God. I can't even tell you who the Titans have played this year. So they've played. I'll, I'll give you the teams. Okay. I'll give you the Actually, teams. That, that might make it easier. They played. Okay. No, I'm not going to. I mean, that's that's too easy. That's oh, wait. Too easy. Can I, can I'll, I'll, I'll give you the conference. They're in the NFC. Oh, never mind. That's not. That was not going to be my guess. So the Titans start playing the NFC East and then good narrowing down. Yeah. The, the one running back or the one rushing. Ooh, it might not be a running back. It could be a a running back. Oh, it is a running back. Okay. Yep. Is it sick? No. Is it Saquon Barkley? Wow. Week one. Look at that one. Week one, they have not allowed a rushing touchdown since week one. They have not allowed a 100-yard rusher at the running back position since week one. Well, that just so, shows you how good Saquon Barkley is. No. Yeah, but there's also this also could call for it to be more of a passing game for the Packers. And luckily for the Packers receivers, the Titans allow the fourth most points to opposing wide receivers. They've allowed a touchdown. Two wide receivers in three of their last four, and they've allowed five touchdowns in their last six to opposing wide receivers. So, Christian Watson, he was a big pickup this week. Everyone is now going to be chomping at the bit to start him, along with Alan Lazard. I would say this with Lazard and with Watson. I want to point this out as well. When I was doing my ranks this week this is one of the stranger weeks that i've ever done ranks for because i have just to explain i have tyler boyd as a top 12 receiver this week just because of the amount of receivers that are a hurt or b on by there are a lot of top tier receivers that are out for whatever reason so like another one i'll give you Brandon Ayuk is my wide receiver 14. It is the weirdest week I have ever seen 
in terms of ranks, my ranks don't look great on the eye. But with Alan Lazard, I have him as a top 15 play this week. And then as for Christian Watson, I have him as a top 30 play this week. I understand that people have may have some buy problems. I get that. Christian Watson is a fine start. He's a fine start given the, given the week that he had last week versus Dallas. The problem that I have with Watson, and Adam, you could tell me if I'm if I'm wrong, it just feels like with him you're chasing points, and I don't love that. But but the upside with Christian Watson is this guy is a league winner. Yeah. Well, I think one of the golden rules of fantasy football that I like to bring up, and I don't bring this up as often, but don't chase touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And because touchdowns aren't sustainable on a week-to-week basis. Sure. And I think that's something with Christian Watson. But with that being said, I think the target share is going to go up for Watson just because of how well he did against Dallas. And also, also to counteract that, I know I'm going in in a bunch of different directions here, but Alan Lazard was being covered heavily by... Uh, Trayvon Diggs and so that's also a factor and um, you just kind of have to weigh a lot of options there you know that you know that the ceiling is what he did last week so that's that's that but you're like where does he land at once he regresses back to his average and what that average is who knows well, I mean, I can, I can tell you right now, before last week, he hadn't had a game of double-digit points. So that's a that's a big problem, that he doesn't really have a floor. But if this is more the Packers finally figuring something out and a receiver finally emerging for Aaron Rodgers, we all know what Aaron Rodgers can do in terms of supporting his receivers. He just needs to find one that he trusts. And if Christian Watson becomes that number two guy with – you know, Romeo Dobbs when he comes back and then you have Lazard still there. Excellent. That's gravy. And then Robert and Robert Tunyon, if you're in a bind at the tight end position, if you lost Dallas Goddard for multiple weeks, if you're down Zach Ertz for the rest of the season, I think you do a lot worse than Robert Tunyon. He's my tight end 15 this week. So a, a higher end tight end too for me. Yeah. Real shame about Zach Ertz. He was having Fuck. a good season. Fuck. I love Zach Ertz too. And then I'll keep the, I'll keep this quick um, for the Titans. The only, the only guy that I'm willing to start is Derek Henry. He is my RB four this week. My highest ranked receiver for the Tennessee Titans is, I believe it is Traylon Burks. Yes, it is Traylon Burks. He is my wide receiver 50. All right, cool, cool. But I'm, I'm urging people to pick up Traylon Burks. Yeah. Well, he's not going to cost you a lot, if anything. Because I don't know how many people are going to be going after him at this point. Well, he's got significant upside in, in in an offense where they need they need pass catchers for sure to emerge. Yeah, and like I said, but, like I said last week, I know Nick Nick Westbrook Akine had an had a nice day. He's not on the starting radar for me. I mean, Nick Westbrook Akine, if I could find him in my ranks, he's my wide receiver sixty one. Yeah, I think the other thing is with Burks, like. He has upside, yes, but like to the average fantasy football player, he's probably going to be on your waiver wires and people are not going to be spending a lot of fab just because there hasn't been 
any tangible production yet. Right. For Burks. Right. And so you might get him for a $0 bid. You know, that's, that's a realistic possibility depending on your league setup and how deep or how shallow it is and who the, who you're playing with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get this Jets game out of the way. Shall we? Sure. So I'm not crazy about Zach Wilson this week. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Should not be on the, should not be on the starting radar for anybody. And I'm a little wary about starting Garrett Wilson. And that's kind of something in the non-guillotine. Mike Evans is on a bye. And I am almost forced to start Garrett Wilson. Well, and, you missed you missed the whole position before we before we get there. Um, I no, would... I know. Well, I was just starting off with the negatives first before we move on. So, oh, sure. Because we know we we oh. know that we like Michael Carter and James Robinson. Um, I was gonna say I I'm not as high on Michael Carter. I'm not as high on James Robinson this week. Michael Carter is only my RB twenty eight, and James Robinson is my RB thirty five. So Michael Carter is just a, he's a flex play for me. And James Robinson is a low end flex. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I have in my ranks. He is my wide receiver. Again, this is a weird week. He is my wide receiver 26. Oh, so he's yeah, a top um, 30 option, but buys. in a week, in a week where just the wide receiver ranks are. Just nutty. Yeah. So actually, let's do that first because I didn't say which teams were on by. So just so you know. Sure. Uh, Teams are on by. We have the Miami Dolphins, the Seattle Seahawks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now you understand why wide receiver rankings are nutty. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Christian Kirk, Cooper Cup out, Jamar Chase out. And also, don't definitely don't, more than I'm not thinking of. Don't forget the resurrected career of Julio Jones. Oh, yes, of course. How, how could I forget? But uh, yeah, the, I'm not, I don't know. Bill Belichick just has something on second year quarterbacks. He has something on, on rookie and second year quarterbacks. Yes. But if there is one Jets player that I would start in this game, it is Tyler Conklin. I would start him against New England if you're in a bind. The Pats allow the fifth most points to opposing receivers, uh, opposing tight ends. Excuse me. And Tyler Conklin, his last outing against said New England Patriots, had a tight end one caliber week. Six catches, 79 yards, two touchdowns on 10 targets. Yep, Absolutely. And I mean, if Corey Davis comes back this week, though, I think it'll be better for Zach Wilson and for the Jets offense as a whole. Could be. Yeah, it could be. But still, that doesn't really do anything for you for fantasy. But that is that. Um, for New England, I guess you're starting the running backs, right? Just for Andre Stevenson. Just for Andre Stevenson. You're, you're waiting to see it from uh, Damian Harris. I think Roger Stevenson is fully taken over as the lead guy for the Patriots. Uh, Stevenson's top 10 back for me this week. So start him as such. All right. Cool. Cool. Any receivers? Any Hunter Henry? Uh, Jacoby Myers. 
Jacoby Myers, I would consider in, in full point PPR. Yeah. Uh, and then for the tight ends, mm, not really. Not really. All right. Well, let's get into the Bears at the Falcons. And and start start the Patriots uh defense, by the way. Gotta hope it, you're wrong. And even I mean, even the Jet even the Jets defense, even the Jets defense isn't isn't too bad. Like let me I think I have them both as top ten players this week. I have the Jets just outside my top ten. I have them at eleven. And the Patriots, I have them as my number one defense this week. I mean, the Patriots are at home. Also, yeah. that's disrespectful. Why? The the Jets are not that bad. Where the Patriots are the number one defense this week. It's not, it's not that the Patri- it's not that the Jets are bad. It's just the Patriots are very good. They turn the ball over a lot. Okay. I don't put bias into my ranks. I look at what's in front of me. Okay. And the Patriots turn the ball over a whole lot. Let me just let me just see here. Uh, Actually, what what are your top five? Who are your top five defenses this week? Uh, Pats at one, Ravens at two, Bills at three, Cowboys at four, Eagles at five. Okay. And if we're looking at the Patriots defense, excuse me for a moment. Well, I mean, the, also that's why the Jets defense is good because they force a lot of turnovers. So uh, the Patriots have recorded an interception. In every game this year, except for one. I wonder which one. Week one against Miami. Oh. And they've recorded at least one sack in every game this year. And they have defensive touchdowns in three of nine. Okay, fine. I love the, I love the Patriots defense. Start them. But I will say... I will say it definitely does get tougher for the Patriots moving forward after they play the Jets get Minnesota, Buffalo, Arizona the next three weeks, which is uh, a, lit- a little bit tough. Yes, a little bit tough. Uh, okay, so next we have the Bears and the Falcons in Atlanta. You like Justin Fields in this in this game? Uh, we a, talked about a top it on the five review. play for me this week. Yeah, we talked about it on the review show. Sorry, not top five. I apologize. He's top three. Top three. He's my number, uh, th- number three quarterback this week. Big news is uh, Kalu Herbert going on IR. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's going to mean a lot more for David Montgomery. We freaking hope so. But honestly, it could just as easily be Justin Fields is going to take all of those carries for himself. Uh, more than likely. More than likely. Falcons have allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in every game this year, bar three. Yeah. And then receivers? Anybody? Claypool, uh, Mooney? Darnell Mooney, I would consider. Yeah. Um, I have him this week. Again, weird week for receivers. He's my wide receiver 24 this week, Darnell Mooney. I, I would I would start him. I get the team that concedes the most points to opposing receivers. Yeah. Go for it. And then Cole Komet. I know how much you love Cole Komet. It's my guy from the beginning of the year. I mean, questionable questionable coming in. Um, I would start him. Falcons actually done a pretty decent job against tight ends. They, they've allowed yards to them, but they haven't allowed touchdowns. Only one touchdown scored by an opposing tight end against the Falcons this year. Interesting. Yeah. 
So I would I, I would start uh, Komet. I have Komet this week as my tight end eight. So I'd start him. All right. Uh, Atlanta. So who besides Cordero Patterson and maybe Kyle Pitts and maybe Drake London is worth considering for this team? If you buy issues, I would consider Mariota. At home, why not? I guess. I would consider it. I would definitely consider it. Um, Cordero, this has become such a split in this backfield that, quite honestly, it's a little hard for me to trust Cordero Patterson to comfortably start him. Um, I do have him inside by top 20, so I would start him personally. But I, I, I want to see more that he's getting the majority of this work and it's not him splitting with Algier and with Huntley because this just be, it just becomes a, a, a flat out just mess. It's true. It's absolutely true. And I know you love your Tyler Algier because he is a, he is a cougar through and through. Yeah. Well, listen, I didn't go to BYU. I don't care as much, but I did oh, see no, him no, play. No. They, they, they are your hometown team. Yeah, well, they are now. I saw it. I did see him play in person. They, they are your hometown team. It's like it's like if you were living in Manchester and you then leave Manchester and you move to, I don't know, you move to, you move to Bolton. You get to support the Wanderers, but you're always going to be a Man City fan at art. No, you don't have to support anybody. Of course you do. Nobody's forcing you to support anybody. Of course you do. My heart yeah. is in is in New York. Shame, 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 shame. Um, and I would not, I would not start Drake London, and I would not start Kyle Pitts if you have a better option. Like I, I would, I would start Cole Komet and Greg Dolchich over Pitts. Pitts is my tight end twelve this week. Would you start Tyler Conklin over Kyle Pitts? No, I would start Pitts. Okay, closer though, definitely closer. That's the level we're going with there. Yep. All right. Uh, next up is Carolina and Baltimore. It looks like it's going to be Baker this week. It is right? going to be Baker. PJ Walker has already rolled out. Yeah. So that's not good. Yeah. I think PJ Walker has a high ankle sprain, I believe. So no, it's bueno. Baker Mayfield, the starter and look who's back for the Carolina Panthers. Look who's going to dress Sam Donald. Good old Sammy. Love him. Slinging Sammy. Guy. I should bring I should bring out my jersey. I still have it. He's a great guy. Love Sam. Love Sam. Um, you had a raw deal. I agree. You're not you're, you're not starting a Carolina Panthers quarterback. You're just not doing it. So let's let's we could swiftly move on from that. Uh, Deonta Foreman. I would start. I would I would definitely definitely consider it. Ravens have been a little stingy. They're middle of the pack to opposing running backs, but they do concede touchdowns two opposing running backs. So I think Foreman, you could probably say he's a good candidate to potentially fall into the end zone in this matchup. DJ Moore, I would, I would definitely, definitely start him. Fifth most points conceded by the Ravens to opposing wide receivers. DJ Moore this week is my wide receiver. Uh, where is he in the ranks? He is my wide receiver 20 this week. So I would definitely start him and you're not starting a Carolina tight end. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, 
that's pretty pretty obvious. Uh, Baltimore. I mean, you're starting uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, obviously, starting Lamar. And you're starting well. I mean, Gus Edwards. He returned to practice this week. He so did. that's good. That's good that's to know. Fucking annoying. It's something. I because I really wanted to be Kenyon Drake. Because Kenyon Drake has looked really good. And if you can tell me that Kenyon Drake would be the guy going up against Carolina by himself with just Mike Davis and Justice Hill and maybe Pat Ricard, the fullback, to compete for touches with out of the backfield, I would love, 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 love Kenyon Drake this week at home. Yeah, it's probably not gonna. I mean, I don't know. It's are they actually go are they going to um you know ease him back? Is he gonna play this week? That's the whole question. I would say this. If Gus Edwards does not play this week, Kenyon Drake would be a top 24 play for me this week. And I would start him quite comfortably. I would start him over David Montgomery. I would start him over Najee Harris. I would start him over Deonta Foreman. And I would start him over DeAndre Swift. Oh boy, that's some serious, serious. I love uh, the matchup. I love, love, love the matchup for the Ravens running backs. It's just a matter of finding the one that's gonna be that's gonna be the guy. And even if Gus Edwards does play, I kind of do feel like Drake would still be the guy, but I'm, I wouldn't be as certain. Well, considering what your boy Joe Mixon did to these same Carolina Panthers. Exactly. I don't blame you for liking the matchup so much. Yeah. And you're not start, you're not starting a Ravens wide receiver, so don't even think about it. What about Devin Duvernay? No, I wouldn't. I mean, it's risky. I wouldn't do it. Who, who who would you start Devin Duvernay over? I don't know. He, Where's Devin Duvernay in my ranks? What if you're in the, What if you're in the guillotine? And no, absolutely not. At this point, any guillotine is at eight teams. It's an eight team league. You could find a receiver in an eight team <laughs> league that is better than Devin Duvernay. I have Devin Duvernay in a crazy wide receiver week as my wide receiver thirty eight. Okay, just some names. If you're in a, if you're in a hypothetical guillotine and maybe these guys are out there i'd rather start alan robinson i'd rather start george pickens i'd rather start Kadarius tony guy who is definitely out there i would rather start darius slayton i would rather start donovan peoples jones i'd rather start paris campbell over devin duvernay all right well when devin duvernay catches a random touchdown let me know i'll block you come talk to me i'll block you okay (laughs) Um, and then Mark Andrews, the big return to practice. He did return to practice. I would say to all the Mark Andrews people out there, you're going to start him, but this is your opportunity to not look stupid. If there is a, if there's Isaiah likely that is out there, someone dropped him because of their buy. You better be picking him up and you better hold on to him. He is your handcuff. He is your handcuff. So you start, Mark, you start Mark Andrews, but the moral of this story is please pick up Isaiah Likely and stash him. Yep. Or pick up Isaiah Likely, and if your trade deadline isn't gone, pick up Isaiah Likely and hold him hostage. Correct. So go for it. Do it now. He's probably a free agent. If your waivers have already gone, it's Wednesday as we're recording this. If your waivers have already gone, he's probably a free agent. Pick him up. Uh, send an offer. Do mm-hmm. it. Correct. 
Um, anybody else for this? Nope. Nope. All right. Good to go. Cool. Cleveland at Buffalo. Have you seen the weather report for Sunday in Buffalo? Two feet of snow. Could potentially, if this storm moves in a certain direction, it could be as much as six feet. Six feet? Yep. Are they actually That's what I saw today. Are they actually going to play? <laughs> that is an entirely different question, Adam. If you're in six feet, you could barely see, like, literally it's going to be... <laughs> I, I, I think you actually could be onto something that there's a possibility that if the conditions are really bad, that they just decide to move the game to Monday and we have Monday night doubleheader. Josh Allen on Monday night football. If they play this game and it's six feet of snow, it's going to be like watching groundhogs play football. Do you remember, do you remember the Bills Colts game from a couple of years ago and what a shit show that was? That wasn't, that was like two feet of snow. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> take that game and multiply it by about 20. Think about think about how tall the average NFL player is. Mm-hmm. Six feet of snow. Yeah. You were literally going to be watching the tops of helmets. You would have Isaiah, you, Isaiah McKenzie would be swallowed by snow. Yeah. Poor Russell Wilson. They wouldn't even let him in the door <laughs> play this game. <laughs> nah, what are you kidding? He'd be doing high knees in the snow. Come on now. But would you be able to see it? Because you'd be swallowed. Sure you can. Sure you can. The Lord will shine light upon thee. Yeah, no, this game, if this if the weather report stays like this, this game is not being played on Sunday. Yeah. It, there's there's a possibility, I will say. Um, and by the way, please, for all the fantasy managers that are out there, we've now reached this point. Go pick up Deshaun Watson. Oh, go pick him up, stash him because he, my friends, is going to be in a position where he's playing two of three playoff games at home in the fantasy playoffs, fantasy playoffs, Baltimore, New Orleans, and it goes to Washington. When Deshaun Watson has played full seasons, he's finished every year as a top five quarterback. I would expect weeks 14, 15, 16, 17. If we're getting the Sean Watson that was there at Houston, he could be a top five points per game quarterback over that four-week stretch. It's a gigantic if. A gigantic if, yeah. But this is a guy. He's worth the gamble. He's worth it. This is a Well, yes, it costs you nothing to do that because nobody's going to want to pick up he who should not be named. But even though you just named him like like 10 times. But um, this is a guy who has not played football for a year and a half, almost two, closer, a year and a half, I'll say. He has not played football for a year and a half. Like yeah. competitive, not preseason football for sure. a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, he's going to get – it so much pressure is going to be on him. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I am absolutely. so excited to see the shit that he gets from the crowds because he deserves every bit of it. But he is worth a pickup. He is worth it. I guess so. But still. Why guess? Why guess? 
just because you okay i know you it's not a gamble i know it's not a i know it's a gamble i understand it's a gamble i understand that you're not paying it you're not like doing anything and you're basically getting a quarterback for free but you just don't know yes bird what he did was wrong absolutely but for fantasy football purposes you throw morality out the window. It's not. It's not even. It's all not. It's only partially a moral thing for me, anyway. Partially, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. What but mo- most of it, wrong. most if of it, it, it is rust. Me, he'd be suspended. He'd be suspended for the entire year if it was up to me. It's not. But regardless, throwing all personal feelings aside, if Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, that was playing in Houston, this is a top five quarterback for the last four games of the season. You need Deshaun Watson to be good for three of them. And Deshaun Watson's good for three of them. With how fresh he is, how lived up he is, how ready to go he is, he's practicing this week. Deshaun Watson is back at practice. So it's not like he's suspended for two more weeks and then has Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before week 13 to get ready to go. He's practicing right now. So he has two weeks to get reacclimated and, and ready to go. I will bet your life that you will have Deshaun Watson at a over 50% start rate when he takes on the Houston Texans in week 13. I would bet every dollar I have. I would, I would agree with you. I'm just saying it's, it's super risky. It is. And it isn't, it's not risky to pick him up. It is risky to start him especially starting him against Houston in his first game back after not playing for a year and a half. Sure. Against a motivated Houston team. Sure. Also, I think him not playing for that extended period of time is more a factor than people are, are um, bringing the people are uh, thinking about. Is it a fucking crime that that game is not in prime time in some sort in some sort of way, like a random like a Monday night game? Well, you want to talk about crimes and Deshaun Watson? Fair point. <laughs> nope. Fair point. Fair point. Um, you're starting Nick Chubb. You are not starting Kareem Hunt. I would be starting Donovan Peoples Jones and Amari Cooper. Donovan Peoples Jones four straight weeks of double digit fantasy points. Nine targets last week versus versus Miami. I like it. I like this, it a lot. If this game, now that we're getting back to the current, the current week, if this game is being played on Sunday in in a, on Hoth, essentially. <laughs> I like that. That was good. If this game is being played nice. on, on Hoth, <laughs> then this is a Nick Chubb game. Uh this, yeah. Yeah, this, I. This game will be played this week. It's just a matter of when. Is it? Do they are they able to play Sunday, or would they play it Monday, at like at like six o'clock? If they play this game in the snow, you are not starting a receiver. You are not starting starting a pass catcher in this game. Ah, uh, you can't. You cannot. You you literally can't. If this game is being played on Monday, or whatever, um, in this in and it's like nice. Actually, or at least they it stopped snowing and they shoveled it shoveled it out in Orchard Park. Um, then go for it. But if this game is being played in the snow, do not start a receiver. 
in this game. Do not start a receiver. Do not start a tight end. Don't start Jacoby Brissett. And honestly, you and like don't expect what you usually would for your Buffalo guys also. If this game is being played on Hoth. Uh, yeah, yeah. If this game is being played in ridiculous snow, you do have a case. There's a case to be made for you to sit to sit Diggs. Oh my god, I can't. If I sit Stefan Diggs in the gate team, I lose because I sat Stefan Diggs. I would literally never. I would never be able to hear the end of it from myself. The weather god just wouldn't be with you. I I literally could not. I could not bear. To live to live with that decision. No, that would be that'd be something. Um, but assuming there are normal conditions, start DPJ, start Amari Cooper, and please God, please for all that is holy, have David and Joku back this week. I, I'm I'm praying. Yeah. Well, you know, if there is a if there's a good week for Josh Allen to miss, this is probably the week. Tell that to Josh Allen after he uh after he threw one of the worst picks that I've ever seen in my in my life last week versus Minnesota. He started. Yeah. Well, there was like another injury or something. I don't even know. Was there another injury? It's probably the same one. Maybe got re-aggravated. I don't know. No, it's it, it's gonna it's gonna be a lingering injury. They said he came out of the game just sore. He was fine. Um, at this at this rate though, he's probably gonna be going into most games with an injury designation. He practices fully in a week. You know, he's good to go for Sunday. Then you're fine. At this point, with Josh Allen, you just need to make sure you have an insurance policy for him stashed on your bench. Yeah, but please don't. St- don't bench Stefan Diggs if this game is being played on Hoth. Uh yeah, don't bench bench Stefan Diggs. This game is being played on Hoth. No, you don't do st- don't bench Stefan Diggs. Unless the game is being played on Hoth. No, if it, even if it is, you listen. You it's Stefan Diggs. I'm assess, sorry. Assess the snow beforehand. That's would you would like say. would you like me to would you like to play the Mark Andrews game again? The, the the whole runaround that you gave fair me. point nope that's a fair point you got me you got me that's that is a fair point you are playing Stefan Diggs yep okay you sold and me. he's health and he's healthy Mark Andrews wasn't even healthy you sold me I, very rarely Adam do you do you get <laughs> me in my tracks by using my own arguments against me but you did it and I commend you that was well done yeah it's true it, it, it's very true. So, yeah, listen to Adam, because Adam knows all. Um, start Devin Singletary as well. I think Devin Singletary, with or without Hoth, is a good start. Yeah. Be sure to uh, – I wonder what the Tauntaun parking is like at uh, Highmark Stadium. Probably probably no bueno, if I, if I had to imagine. No, probably not. You're probably going to have a lot of people cutting open Tauntauns for warmth, I'll tell you that. Probably. Uh, and you're not starting Dawson Knox. I wouldn't do it. Even if this game was being, if even this game wasn't being played on Hoth, I don't think Dawson Knox is worth it. No, not for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on into a game that promises better weather. 
because it's being played in a dome and it's the commanders and the Texans. Ron Rivera. I need you to listen to me very, very, very closely. You see, there are people out there that are counting on you to do the right thing. What exactly is the right thing? By sticking with Taylor Heineke. Stick with Heineke. He makes your team better. Is there a quarterback controversy? Is yes. he thinking, is he thinking about going back to Carson? Why? Why? You just beat the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks. I, 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 I honestly, I don't know why there's a debate. I don't know why there's a decision. Also, Taylor Heineke is your guy. He followed you from Carolina. And Taylor Heineke is better than Carson Wentz. That is also a fact. He is better than Carson Wentz. It's that simple. Also, he throws the ball to Terry McLaurin. And he throws the ball to Terry McLaurin. And he throws the ball to Terry McLaurin a whole lot. He really does. We that love team Taylor looks, Heineke. That team looks like a different team with Taylor Heineke. Announce yourself if you are all for Taylor Heineke starting over Carson Wentz. I. I. There we go. If Adam and I say so, Ron Rivera, then guess what? Do the right thing. As you um, wish. Antonio Gibson, you're starting. Brian Robinson, you could start as a lower end flex. Honestly, Brian Robinson looked really good on Monday. Yeah, with 26 carries. Those were some the, those were some good runs, though. They were hard runs. They were hard runs. That's how he Eagles, runs. The Eagles' run defense has been not great without Jordan Davis. They've missed him a whole heck of a lot. I don't know if you saw who they signed today because they've been just been getting gashed on the ground. And Howie Roseman woke up bored, so he said, oh, i got to go sign a guy that was good 10 years ago. Who did he sign? Chris Jenkins? Linval Joseph. Oh, that's actually pretty close. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very close. Um, but in any event. Linval Terry, Joseph is still playing? He's still playing, what? yes. Terry McLaurin. If Taylor Heineke is starting, you are playing Taylor. Uh, you're, you're playing Taylor. You're playing Terry. I love them both. They're great human beings. Also, if Carson, if Carson oh, Wentz is starting. I'd get the shakes. I'm being really honest. <laughs> also, you're acting like the Houston Texans are the steel curtain as far as defending against running backs. Did you no, it's, 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 it's not even that. I said I would start Antonio Gibson. I just don't think Brian Robinson's that good. I mean, I guess. No, I like him. I think he's good. Yeah. Curtis Curtis Samuel, you could pro, you could probably start uh, Curtis Samuel too. I have him on wide receiver twenty seven. Jahan Dotson is only a top fifty play for me. Diami Brown, I'm not considering. And as for the tight ends, I wouldn't be starting any of them to be really honest. And then for the yeah. and for the Texans, Texans Adam very easy. We could swiftly move on. The only Houston Texan that you are starting is a lovely gentleman by the name of Damian Pierce. You are starting him. Fire him up. Fantastic play. 
I am a little worried, though, moving forward because of the arrival of Eno Benjamin. I think it's going to eat a little bit into Damian Pierce's. I don't know if I would say he takes carries away, but he definitely takes some touches away, and that's a little bit uh, worrying. Yeah, what a surprise that was. They were the first claim. First team to potentially claim him, and they claimed him. Yeah, well, I mean, the surprise really is the Cardinals releasing Eno Benjamin. Yeah, that was that was a without their running back situation is why would they do that? I haven't heard anything that even seemed to be a suggestion as to why they did it. And plus, if it was like a red flag thing, then I don't think any teams would really claim him. And there are like four or five teams that claimed Eno Benjamin when he was on waivers. Yeah. So I don't know. Just a really weird decision. I mean. Life imitates art, fantasy football, or uh, real football imitates real or imitates fantasy football. True. How many times True. have you seen like why the hell is he on waivers in your in your leagues? Countless. Yeah, it literally just happened this week. Thank God I was able to get Dalton Schultz back. Welcome home. And thank God I was able to get Jamar Chase. I think it's eat. Oh, Jamar, come home. Yeah, well, I'm going to get, hopefully he's not out for the season, but there's another receiver, another star receiver that is on waivers in the guillotine. Oh, he's out for the season. He's done. Oh, he's out for the season? Yep. Oh. Six to eight weeks. Oh, that's rough. Yep. And if the Rams are going to be bad, they're just going to say to him, have a seat. Have a seat. Thanks for helping us out this year. We'll see you next that's, year. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so you can revoke your claim now for Cooper Cup. Sorry. Oh. That's uh anyway. Well, let's move on then to the uh what should have been a Frank Reich revenge game, but now it's a I don't know. Are there is there any revenge possibility? No, there's no revenge. No, there's no revenge. There's there's just no no revenge. Um for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, you're starting, Miles Sanders, you're starting, AJ Brown, you're starting, Devonta Smith. Given how weak it is at receiver this week, you're probably starting him. I don't love it. If he if he plays. Well, if he plays, he was he was question he was questionable with a knee, but I'm not super worried about it. I'm also um, surprised that AJ Brown isn't on this injury report. Because he's he, in the report, he has an ankle. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he because he got shaken up on Monday. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and it looked like that he was not hundred percent, only got four targets. Uh, in the game, a season low for AJ Brown. Uh, monitor, monitor both of them, but uh, for the tight end situation, no Dallas Goddard placed on IR, which absolutely sucks. Um, so the next tight end up is probably going to be Jack Stoll for Philadelphia. He is someone to monitor. I just don't know if we see the Philadelphia Eagles really roll with a tight end that is going to be super productive for fantasy moving forward, but. If there's one, if there's one to keep an eye on. I would probably say Jack Stahl would be the one. Real bad day for current and former Philadelphia Eagles tight ends. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, you really feel for Zach Ertz. Sucked. Uh yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, and then for for Indianapolis, uh, Matt Ryan, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider starting him. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, welcome back, Jonathan Taylor. Just in time. Just in time, son. Start him. Yeah. Um, Michael Pittman, 
I would start as a mid-range wide receiver two. Paris Campbell, I would start as a low-end wide receiver three. Alec Pierce, I wouldn't be touching. And I would not be starting Morally Cox, Kylan Granson, or Jelani Woods. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's see. Next up is the Rams and the New Orleans Saints. Is Who it 4 o'clock? No, it's still 11. I mean, one. <laughs> it's 11. It's 11 where I am. Nice. Nice. That was good. It's that 11 o'clock. Good. 11 o'clock uh, where I am. Adam, I'll make this very easy for you with the Rams. You ready? Yep. I am not starting a Los Angeles Ram. Yeah. Yep. I'm not doing it. Not, not even Allen Robinson? You hold Allen Robinson, but you don't start him unless, unless you don't have any other option. Yeah, this this game is going to suck, I feel like. Yep. Yeah, this game is really, really, really going to suck. But I would not start I would not start a Ram. But, like I said, hold on to Allen Robinson, but don't start him this week. Yeah, also, um, I mean, you'd think that Matt Stafford would get out of uh, concussion protocol this week. But if he doesn't, John Wolford is questionable. So... Bryce Perkins, I think, is the third string for the Rams. Uh, it's Bryce Perkins and Duck Hodges. Oh, Duck Hodges. Great guy. Great guy. Love him. Um, if Matt Stafford does play, I would be more enthused about Al Robinson, though. Yeah. But knowing how the Rams operate, Ben Skoranek is probably going to turn into your Cooper Cup 2.0. Honestly, they love Ben Skoranek, and I it's have great. no idea why. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but Al Robinson is the receiver that I'd want to have here. If I'm going to have one, if Stafford starts, he's a more comfortable start. If Stafford doesn't start, then may God have mercy on your soul. And it's very contingent on Tyler Higby as well. The Saints are very, very good, however, against tight ends. They've only allowed one touchdown to a tight end this year, and it was Isaiah Likely on Monday night. Yep. Uh, the Saints, though, raised some interesting questions just because of their quarterback situation. And that's actually a controversy more than the commander's controversy, which is just for stupidity. But the Saints won. It, they have a legitimate case to go back to Jameis. But if they do go, go back to Jameis, good for Chris Olave, not great for Alan Kamara. Correct. Correct. I still think you're going to stick with Andy Dalton. You're starting Kamara. You're starting Alave, and I would give Jawan Johnson uh, a look as well. Uh, Jawan Johnson has been pretty productive. Four touchdowns in the last four games on 18 targets for him. So definitely worth a look, if not potentially a start as a high-end tight end two. I have my tight end 13 this week. All right. Uh, let's move on to the last of the 1 o'clock or 11 o'clock where I am because time zones, time zones are fun. So yeah, I get to watch football earlier, like early ish. Yeah. And you still, and you still have a day. Yeah, I know. It's great. Like I'm making dinner when Thursday night football is happening at six, six 30. That's that's so, that's so lucky. (laughs) I was able to, (laughs) I was able to have like most of a night after the Super Bowl last year. God bless. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, so Detroit and the Giants. And so the Detroit Lions, as always with this game or with the Lions, it's the running backs. Who's it going to be? Who the fuck knows? If I had to guess, it's Jamal Williams, but frightening. Yeah. I hope you, I don't know, either got a, an insurance policy or got out of that situation when he could because it's just so much unnecessary agita to have Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Correct. Especially if you're in a position where you don't have as fle- as much flexibility with your flex. To I coin, see what you did there. To coin a phrase. I see what you did there. But yeah, I just, it's probably Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is more likely to score just because he gets a lot of the goal line work. But then Dan Campbell's like, fuck you. I'm going to have Justin Jackson or Craig Reynolds get the ball at the one and not Jamal Williams. The whole Justin Jackson thing is just silly to me. Yeah. Such a pain in the ass. Um, with the receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown, you're starting, but I don't know if you heard the little nugget that came out about Jamison Williams. Ooh, is there a potential? The word in the street is that he is going to be, the window is going to open up for him after Thanksgiving. Oh. So I don't know if Jamison Williams comes back this year. Maybe he comes back for one or two games, but there is a potential Jamison Williams debut on the horizon. Well, that's going to be very uh, refreshing and good, informative for people that drafted him in Dynasty. Yep. Yep. Dynasty keeper. Just kind of see how he looks. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, where did he even go? Did he go high in? Probably not, right? In Dynasty? For for rookie drafts, he definitely definitely was a first-round pick in rookie drafts. Really, regardless? I mean, yeah. at least you could just stash him on IR for yeah, the stash entire him on season. IR. Yep. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Do Dynasty but, Leagues still have like usually like two IR spots? Or is it uh they usually they usually have a good amount of IR spots so you're not having to make um unnecessary ad drops. All right. Well, especially I know that like it used to always be like one IR spot, especially in our league. Right. Used to always be one, but with COVID, it all changed, and we added a second IR spot. Right, because we needed we needed to have the COVID IR, and we've never gone back because having the flexibility is nice. And you're not starting Brock Wright for the Detroit Lions. For the Giants, I would be starting Daniel Jones. I like him as a stream this week. You're starting Saquon Barkley, obviously. Don't need me to tell you that. I would start Darius Slayton in a bind. Wandell Robinson is interesting in 12-team and deeper. Um, Kenny Galladay, revenge game, but he's not doing a damn thing against the Lions, so let's just Ooh, put that one That's right. To bed. Yeah, but still, though. Now, let's let's just put that one to bed. That is uh, that is not happening. Just you wait. Um, Kenny Galladay is going to go off for six catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns against the, against the Lions. Yeah, but someone to keep an eye on. Former Jets legend, Lawrence Cager. Love that guy. 
Lawrence Cager. I'm just kidding. He is not worth looking at. I just wanted to say Jets legend Lawrence Cager. He is an actual Jets legend. I'm sure they, he is. They should put his number up there with Curtis Martin, Darrell Revis, Joe Namath. Oh, goodness. The New York Sack Exchange. Oh, goodness me. Jets legend, Lawrence Cager. Oh, God. Jets le- it, it, him and Kenny Yaboa just right next to each other in the Ring of Honor. Goodness gracious. It's the third string tight end wing of the Ring of Honor. Oh, my God. Anyway, so yeah, that's that. Let's go <laughs> on to the four o'clock slate of games. You know what? For one episode, I'm just going to say all of these times in Mountain Time just to really fuck with you. And fuck with the people? And fuck with the people. My God, you animal. What do you mean there's a two o'clock? We're, trying, we're, out, here, we're out here trying to win championships and Adam's trying to play grab ass. What is this, what is this two o'clock slate of games that, that you're speaking of? Trying to win championships out here and Adam is trying to be in our way. Disgraceful. Well... So your afternoon slate of games starts off with probably one of the worst games of this slate is uh, the Raiders and the Broncos. Ugh. This game's going to suck. Yeah. Um, you start Derek Carr as a streamer. Obviously, you're starting Josh Jacobs. Obviously, you're starting Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro now on IR. Darren Waller now on IR. I would give Foster Moreau a look as a potential streaming candidate. I would consider it. Yeah. Um, one thing, has Devontae Adams been dealing with it? He has an ab injury. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. Ooh, that's new. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not super worried about, I'm super worried about it, but something to monitor for sure. Cause ab is new. Yeah. Um, that's definitely new. Something so. also to be, uh, Going to the Broncos side, just their only healthy receiver might be Cortland Sutton. Oh, that's glorious. So <laughs> maybe Cortland Sutton is actually worth a start this week. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't start Russell Wilson, even though the matchup's great. I wouldn't start him. I'm not starting a Broncos running back. Uh, if Cortland Sutton really is the only healthy Denver wide receiver and we're looking at next guys up being like Kendall Hinton, Washington, Jalen Virgil, who scored a touchdown last week. Cortland Sutton could be worth a start. He could be. And I mean, Cortland Sutton lately has done really next to nothing. One touchdown all year is is very, very, very bad. Um, But he could be worth a start against the Raiders team at home. And I think this opens up an opportunity as well for Greg Dolch. It's a massive disappointment last week versus Tennessee. Only one catch for 11 yards after being red hot. Um, this could be an opportunity for Greg Dolch to get back at the good graces. Could be an opportunity to start him again. Yeah, but honestly, this game is going to be a shit show. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. Uh, let's see what we have next here in the in the late slate. Dallas and Minnesota. Minnesota! Two teams in heading in maybe opposite directions. Who knows? Oh, stop that. <laughs> I'm stop kidding. that right now. You're 
you're starting. <clears throat> Dak. You're starting him. Uh, please, God, don't have Ezekiel Elliott play. So it's Tony Pollard, the Tony Pollard show again. I do need that for my to guarantee my survival in the guillotine. I need Tony Pollard to be by himself. I would love Tony Pollard for Tony Pollard to be by himself, but it does look like Ezekiel Elliott is probably going to play. Um, but then again, he looked like he was going to play last week and didn't even come for warmups. So there's that. Um, that CD Lamb guy, yeah, you're probably you're probably starting him. Uh, yeah. 11 catches for a buck 50 and two touchdowns last week. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You're starting that guy. He's, uh, he's a bit of a monster. And uh, yeah, that guy, Dalton Schultz too. Uh, a monster bounce back week. I'm telling you, if, if Dak Prescott's a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you have nothing to worry about Dalton Schultz. You start him. Yep. Absolutely. Minnesota. Minnesota. You... Yeah, I know. This is like that. This is like that chargers thing all over again, isn't it? Charges. See, I had to suffer through that for like two years, and now you have to, and now you have to too. Suffer through what? Go charges. Go charges. Yeah, that. I've done that in a while. I know. But uh, yeah, so for the for for the for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is a pretty good start for yep, this one. Start him. Unless he just plays out like I don't know, he really did play out of his mind in Buffalo. It's not that a prime time game, so you start him. <laughs> that's it's very true. But Dallas is over five hundred, so that's true. Yeah, that they is, got that, that, that. That is true. But so start, is Buffalo. Start Kirk Cousins. Start You're Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, you're starting Dalvin Cook. Yep. Uh, you're starting JJ. You're starting TJ Hawkinson. What about Thielen? I would consider it in a in a, in a week uh, wide receiver week. Yeah, I'd consider it. Although, High end wide receiver three, Adam Thielen. Did I just see that JJ's on the injury report? Yes. Uh, due to a toe injury. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he had what he had last week. 10 catches for a buck 93 and a touchdown. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. And probably one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. Yep, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I'm not worried about it until I have to. As the as the kids say, he's gooch. He, he's, he's quite gooch. He's gooch. That's – the kids don't say that. That's our generation says that. Says that. That's true. That's true. All right. The uh, – the what, what, what are we? Uh, Y2Kers? We're like, uh, we're, I think we're, what is it? We're not uh, Gen Z. Zillennials or whatever it is. It's like millennials? the, no, it's a combination of Gen Z and millennials because we're, uh, we're out on the precipice. Oh, okay. So I would, I would say we're Y2Kers. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. The kids that grew up, the, the mid 2000s kids. Yeah. We're Gooch. We're Gooch. We're Gooch. He's Gooch. He's Gucci. Yeah. He's he's fine. He Gucci. Yeah. He, he, he. <laughs> it just takes me back to middle school. <laughs> it really does. Um, and then I already said Hawkinson's a start. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that is that. And yeah, let's move on to the next game. And it's an old rivalry. 
that is probably not is no longer right now. The the shoe is on the other foot. Oh, how the turntables. The Bengals yeah. are gonna fucking kill the Steelers in this game. The chosen one, Joe Burrow. You're starting him. Joe Mixon, you're starting him. T. Higgins, you're starting him. Tyler Boyd, top 12 receiver, Tyler Boyd. You're starting him. Hayden Hurst, I would give him a start. I would give him a start here. Interesting. So what's the story with T. Higgins? In terms of? Playing, injury. He's healthy. Oh, you didn't talk about him. He's healthy. He's ready to go. You skipped him. I said T. Higgins. Oh, you did? Yeah, I said you. Oh. I said you start T. Higgins, and then you start top twelve receiver Tyler Boyd. Um, okay. With with Jamar Chase, however, the Bengals are optimistic that Jamar Chase will return next week versus the Tennessee Titans. Can I get a Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah from the church? Can I get Can I get an Amen? Amen. Well, he's he's coming back, but you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. It's gonna be interesting please, to see. Please God, get me through this week of the fucking guillotine. Please God, get me through this week. Please God, get me through this week. Jamar Chase is using his Wolverine powers to heal his body, so he can come back. He the sheer force of will to get healthy and come back against Tennessee Titans. So he can help me. So he can no. So he can help himself. My guy. My guy, my brother. Pittsburgh. Who are you starting for Pittsburgh? Um, I'm not starting Kenny Pickett. I would consider Najee Harris as a low-end RB2. And I would start George Pickens before I start Deontay Johnson. The the number one pass catcher that I'm starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers is the number one target for Kenny Pickett, and that's Pat Freiburg. Yep. Gotta love the mooth. Mooth. See, the Steelers used to always do that for Heath Miller, and they just like just went down an octave. Heath. It's great. Good for them. Um, also stick with Matthew Wright in this game. Also, the kicker, in case you're wondering. Why am I sticking with Matt Wright? Because the Steelers aren't going to score any touchdowns in this game. <laughs> um, they may not score any points in this game. Therefore, he may not be kicking field goals. I actually want the opposite. I, say, I would say if you can get away from Matty Wright, I would do that. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I think that's it. So, uh, of the late slate, anyway. That's it before we get into... Uh, Sunday night, and this yep. Sunday night game is going to be a an air show, hopefully, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. Go Chargers! I've opened, I've reopened Pandora's box. You're mm-hmm. welcome. You do this to yourself. Yep. Anyway, um, well, you're starting your Chiefs, basically. Uh Yes, you could start Pacheco if you need help. 
The one thing that's worrying is that the top three receivers for the Chiefs are all injured. Yeah. Juju's definitely a big, a big question mark, but if there's no Juju and potentially if there's no Miko Hardman, Kadarius Tony becomes very interesting. Yep. And MVS if he plays. Yep. Scored last week, so why not? Yep. Patrick Mahomes got to throw the ball to somebody. And yeah, and if there's a running back. Ca- if there's a running back that I'm starting this week, it, it is Pacheco. Yeah, well, because I mean, Clyde got a got a big uh, donut. One target, three snaps. Yeah, it's over. Yep, it's over. I had such high hopes for you, Clyde. Actually, no, we didn't. We famously, nope. we were famously against Clyde. Famously anti-Clyde. Good job, Adam. Yeah, we won the war. We were right. We were right. We predicted that a guy was going to flop in the NFL. We were we were so right. <laughs> we're rooting. We were we we were right that a multimillionaire wasn't going to be very good in the NFL. We rooted for the failure of another human being just so we could be right. Happens all the time. But yeah, no, we were we were we were right. Poor Jared. Didn't Jared pick Clyde at like ninth overall his rookie year? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's that's rough. Poor guy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's that for the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's Keenan Allen watch 2022. Oh, please, for fuck's sake, Keenan Allen, come back. The fuck. Also, is it Mike He's Williams? Been 10 watch fucking yet? weeks, for Christ's sake. Is it Mike Williams' watch yet? Or yeah. No? Yeah. Mike Williams expected to practice this week as well. Well, look at that. So that that's going to be interesting for sure. Please I God. mean, please, God. And if, if both of them come back, Justin Herbert is all the more appealing. Absolutely. Because Justin Herbert did not, he really, you know, we didn't talk about Sunday night, but Justin Herbert, listen, Justin Herbert helped me win a week. By being terrible. But if you started him with the hope that you were going to win, you did not get what you were looking for. Yep. Yeah, Justin Herbert is very close to being on the on the no draft list for me. Well, with this coaching staff, for sure. Because they're going to kill that man. Yep. Hasn't had over 20 points since week four. But also, he's playing with like Tony Romo. He's, he's like Tony Romo, essentially, with when he played with crack ribs. Well, okay, uh, that's fair. Warrior, warrior, Tony Romo. He's playing on the brink of death. Captain risking... leader, captain leader, legend, Tony Romo. He's risking his life. I, I don't know why. I don't know why he's doing this to himself. Great guy, great guy. We love Justin Herbert, uh, and we love Tony Romo. Austin Eckler, obviously, you're starting him. If Keenan Allen plays, if Mike Williams play, you're starting them. If either one of them do not play, or both do not play. Monitor where Josh Palmer is. If Josh Palmer got dropped, pick him up and start him. This is a great matchup for the Chargers wide receivers. And Gerald Everett, this will be an interesting one, left the game with a groin problem versus San Francisco. Questionable logging limited practice on Wednesday. Monitor the practice reports with Gerald Everett for the rest of the week. Yep. And that's as we do with all preview shows. That's a running theme. Monitor the injury reports. Yep. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you for listening to Monday this- night. Oh, I don't care about Monday night. I'm kidding. I do. Do we? Who's playing? Oh, San Francisco and Arizona. This game is in Mexico City. Yeah, this game is actually. Yeah. So this game is in Mexico City. I I do know that. Not like last week when I thought that Seattle is going to fly to Tampa Bay. True. But I I do know this. They are playing in Mexico City. Yeah. Not as long. Not as long of a flight. Um. They could probably drive there. Actually. Arizona good. could anyway. Anyway, it's pretty close to Mexico. Anyway, um, yeah. So this game, it's important to know what's going on with the quarterbacks for the Cardinals because they're both hurt. Yeah, both of them banged up. Kyler dealing with the hamstring. Um Apparently, the decision is going to be made later this week as to whether or not Kyle is going to play or not. So the decision is going to be made rather quickly by uh, Cliff Kingsbury, whether it's going to be McCoy or Kyler. I My money is probably saying it's Colt McCoy. And if it is Colt McCoy, uh, bless up, because DeAndre Hopkins just was peppered last week. And we want more of that. So would you yeah, like to I'm play loving- America's favorite game? Name sure. that third string quarterback for the Cardinals. Yeah, do you know who Trace it is? McSorley. Trace McSorley. Yep. Correct. Yes, I did. I did remember seeing that this week that Trace McSorley was at the third quarterback. Um, James Conner is he? He he's a start. He's a start. He has no real competition right now for Duchess. So go ahead, start him, fire him up. It'll be nothing more than vol- a volume play before anything else. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It's a start. Rondell Moore is a start. And keep an eye on Hollywood Brown. Cliff Kingsbury saying to the media on Wednesday that there's a chance that Hollywood makes his return against the 49ers. If that happens, then there could be some targets being taken away from DeAndre Hopkins. Please, merciful God, I hope not. Yep. Um. And then tight ends. Oh, Zach Ertz. I'm so sorry. It's, yeah, it's, it sucks, but it's Trey McBride. It's Trey McBride for the Cardinals. I'm not starting him right away, but he definitely is a very intriguing option to pick up on waivers because we don't know what his upside is. So he he he's worth the pickup uh, for the Niners. I would start Jimmy Garoppolo. Cardinals concede the fifth most points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, you're starting Christian McCaffrey. The, the split, though, with him and Elijah Mitchell just bothers me. It bothers That's me so something much. that I'm interested in your take on, just because I I felt like an idiot for dropping Dalton Schultz for, to take Elijah Mitchell off of IR and then on guillotine. And then I saw the game, or at least I saw the stats. I was like, maybe I'm not so stupid. Because Elijah Mitchell got a lot of the, the rushing yards for the 49ers. In that game, yep, it's frustrating. It, it's it definitely is frustrating. But listen, if McCaffrey, if McCaffrey's going to be the goal line guy, and he's still getting the touchdown just on lesser on lesser um, touches, then it's fine. He's not going to be that. He's not going to be that cheat that cheat code. But what I did mean, I say? The thing is, you don't trade for Christian McCaffrey to put him in a committee unless you hate fantasy football. I agree, which, which Kyle Shanahan does. So I guess there's your answer. Yep. Uh, you're starting Brandon Ayuk. 
Debo Samuel, he has just been so disappointing. It's not like, you know, maybe that wasn't said on on a certain podcast that maybe Debo Samuel. High five. We were right again. <laughs> High five. We were right again. Um, yeah, he's been he's been pretty terrible. Um, but it's Monday night. His monsters one monster game this year came on Monday night versus the Rams. So also, what the fuck do the 49ers do to get back-to-back primetime games? No idea. No idea. I would start Debo Samuel, but it's getting a little a little dicey for Debo Samuel and his fantasy managers. Speaking I have, of which, George Kittle is probably in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely very much in the, in, in the same boat. Debo Samuel actually has my wide receiver 16 this week. George Kittle I have as my... Tight end five this week. So, I mean, you start him. You start him and you hope he scores. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for later this week where we do the mailbag. And then on Sunday or Monday, it will be the review show depending on um, – schedules and things like that so keep your inboxes open for that and not just your inboxes but your podcast apps wherever you listen and sunday sunday or monday review show tuesday preview show and then wednesday mailbag yep that's your schedule get get those questions in you can find this podcast and all the other podcasts in the basement talk podcast family of podcasts wherever you get your podcasts Count how many times I just said podcast in that Too many. <laughs> in that one sentence. For my co-host at Birdsell, I'm Adam Castro, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.